Hi, good evening. My name is Jay Rothman. I am the host of the show. Welcome to Real Men, Real Talk, live! Welcome back to tonight's episode 135. In the studio this evening, we are so excited to introduce uh, my co-host this evening. We have Mr. Josh Richard coming in from Southern California. Welcome back, Josh J. Ritty. <laughs> Good to be here, guys. He's not J. Ritty this week. Yeah, yeah. No. Playing a, a bit formal. Really? We also have uh, the man of the land from down under. He resides in Australia. His name is Evis Love Heath. Welcome back, Evis Love. As always, brothers and sisters, thank you, thank you, thank you. Looking forward to diving in deep with our guest tonight. Yeah. And of course, yeah. we have Mr. Jeff Fasano. He calls Nashville, Tennessee home. Welcome back, Mr. Breakthrough Jeff Fasano. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm really interested. Yeah. Well, yeah. this, well, this. This, this, this show is all about breakthroughs. There we go. Breakthrough, the inner freedom. And of course, tonight, we are so excited and honored to introduce our special guest this evening. His name is Eric Hoback. And Eric uh, is a producer and TV show host of a, a beautiful program called The Craftsman. He comes in on, uh, from Discovery to HBO Max to Magnolia and season one on Amazon Fire, Amazon Prime, I should say. Eric Hollenbach, welcome to Real Men, Real Talk Live. Thank you, guys. Thanks, all of you. Nice, nice getting together with a good group of guys. Thank you. Well, tonight's episode, uh, our topic this evening, we invited Eric in our production meeting just a couple of 24 hours ago to come up with a topic. And tonight's topic that is dear to his heart is from adversity to life's artistry. Um, episode 135, and there's just some of, some of the highlights that we're going to kind of kind of check up on tonight is how can you overcome odds to live and love your passion? Are you enjoying your life in all of your adversity? What's the steps to find one thing you love doing and do the best you can with it? How to discover your talents and embrace your com compensator in 2023? And that's definitely one that we're going to ask Eric to tell us what, what the heck is a compensator. And how can shining a light on others impact you? Lastly, what role does honesty play in the process of finding your artistry through your adversity? And so, Eric, being that you are tonight's uh, beautiful guest, that we're so excited that you accepted uh, our invitation to join us tonight. This is uh, you are the first male guest to join us, I think, in about a year and a half or so. It's been a while since we've had another man join us. But, uh, Josh, you know, before Eric jumps in, I, I'd like you to – Share with us, what was your attraction oh, to Eric? Why, why did you reach out and say, hey, I know it's been a while since we've invited a man in, but why <laughs> this man right here in this, this black and red checkered um, jacket that he's wearing tonight? Why, Eric? Oh, man. You know, Eric, I stumbled upon your show on HBO probably about two, three weeks ago. And uh, I'm, you know, coming f as an art director in TV, I'm a woodworker and a, uh, uh, you know, not a craftsman to your level by any means, not even close. Um, but I couldn't put your episodes down and I crushed the whole two seasons within a few nights because I fell in love with you. The heart that you put into your work and into your, not only your craftsmanship, but your life and you would weave these beautiful life lessons of being a man, learning how to come into your own passion, um, learning how to gracefully uh, learn and grow through life, especially through challenges and setbacks. Your, your message that came through and hit me right squarely here in my heart was so 
special and so amazing. And I don't see that on TV. And I said, I got to reach out to Eric. And I sent you an email the next day after I finished season two, because I was like, you know what? I would love for Eric to come join us on the show. I don't know if he would accept the invitation, but I got to try. And so we are we are really fortunate to have you here joining us tonight and to share your beautiful messages because uh, I love this man. <laughs> Eric, I, I am curious, Eric, for you, uh, how how is it how is it to receive these loving words coming from another man who, for all intents and purposes, was a stranger just a couple of weeks ago to you? How does it feel to receive him expressing and sharing? How, how much he respects and honors and he sees you as in a show, not as the showman, but uh, literally tapping in and he was able to feel connected to you at your heart space. How, how is that for you to receive that right here, right now, live on air? Um, it, difficult. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I don't think of myself that way. Mm-hmm. I'm just dumb Eric. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to die dumb, Eric. That's mm. who I am. Um, and that's fine. I'm totally comfortable with dumb, Eric. Um, I just uh, have uh, observed my whole life. Um, I observed in, uh, <clears throat> in um, high school. I observed in um, dropping out of high school and going into uh, the woods and logging. Um, <clears throat> I observed being uh, with men's men. Um, I observed my tour in combat in Vietnam. I observed um, getting home and then I have spent the rest of my life, the last 50 years, observing uh, millwork, architectural millwork, and how did the original guys do it, and why did they do it that way? That's the, it's always curious to me. Why did you do it like that? Mm. Um, and, and don't and don't tell me because they didn't have the equipment, because I ain't got the equipment. So now nah, there's something going on, something bigger. Um, and, and I think that that's, uh, my one claim to fame is that, is that, uh, I have the ability to watch and observe. And that comes through in your message outside of just the carpet, the beautiful carpentry that you do, Eric, is that you are like a life problem solver and a life observer. And when you're faced with personal challenges in life you found your way out of those too um and in fact i'm i'm excited to hear from you again because it was my favorite part of the show can you tell us our guests what the compensator is i love this so we we've been working with uh, high school kids for 21 years here kids that are having trouble in high school because that's I get them. I understand that. That's easy for me. Um, and, uh, and I tell them over and over again, life, everybody, everybody has a handicap. I don't care. You guys are going to laugh because I say the word wrong and you laughed on Tuesday. But I don't care if your name's Beyonce. I don't even know who that is, but God bless you, Beyonce. <laughs> everybody, everybody has a handicap, but life gives every one of us a compensator, something we are extra good at. Mm-hmm. And I think that for young people, you need to find your compensator. What did life give you that you are extra good at? And then play to that. Only an idiot plays to his bad cards and throws away the aces. And, and you know, come on, play to your good hand. That's that compensator. And know that every day you'll get better at it. 
that if if I can if I can get one thing across tonight, one, it's that tomorrow you're going to be a little bit better than you were today. Mm. So you do the best you can on every project, be it uh, woodworking, be it metalworking, be it any of the trades, be it relationships, be it the wife, be it um, mm -hmm. uh, anything, the, the, the uh, health, anything. Do the best you can today and know that tomorrow you're going to be that much better. Mm. <laughs> mm. Evis, what do you make of uh, what Eric just shared? Yeah, beautiful, brother. I, I just want to rewind it a little bit back here, but yeah, just touching on, on touching on what you're saying, Eric. Um, yeah, exactly. Beautiful um, when you talk about these outreach programs for these uh, youth, troubled youth, so to speak, because it's happening all around the world. And I spoke to you about it through the week, how I help uh, brothers and sisters here in the land down under. Um, you might say that have grown up in some of those uh, so-called dysfunctional families that the compensator within many of, you know, First Nations people here is the colour of their skin. So when I go into these schools uh, with these youth programs, it's actually being able to express and make them feel proud of their culture, <coughs> their identity and their yeah. sense of belonging. And um, I think what I want to learn about you first, my brother, with you growing up, with your background, because I know, you know, we hear these stories of these young youth coming through. What's a little bit about your story growing up? Yeah. Um, I left it school. It makes you so passionate about helping the youth. I, I left school because I can't read. Um, and they kept telling me I was stupid. Um, I remember um, in second grade, I will never forget, um, that second grade is when you take uh, a 10-digit number and subtract another 10-digit number from it. You're learning addition and subtraction. I was the best in the class. Hmm. If you were going to do a math quiz, you wanted me. I was the first one picked every time, every hmm. time. I was hot, fast, um, and got the right answer every time. If you were in a, math, a spelling test, I was the last one picked. Um, I sat in the back of the room. I was the first one to sit down. I wouldn't even try. I'd just go sit down. I, um, until the day that the teacher called me up to the blackboard and had me subtract on the blackboard a 12-digit number from a 12-digit number. Mm-hmm. And I subtracted from left to right. It was easy for me. It was the way my brain worked. I could look over here. Am I going to be borrowing from this or not? Yes, I am. I was fast. I got that number out. And she just rained on my parade. Huge. Um, oh, man. Oh, my God. Hmm. Um, and I that, that was when I shut down in school. I, I didn't do it ever again. Uh, and, uh, but let's, can we get back to the Aborigine kids? Because I really wanted. 100%. And, and, and why I wanted to ask you that question, it was setting you up, my man, because a lot of these young kids that I help, they do have problems with that reading and being able to write. Mm. Yeah. So we're talking about tonight overcoming adversity into life's artistry. Mm. So even just picking up on your beautiful story that you've uh, you know, shared with us tonight. A lot of these kids um, not being able to logically learn analytically with the left brain, you switch them over onto the right brain, the creative brain, and they're able to express themselves so much more freely. Yeah. And see, in our culture, that's how we expressed ourselves. We've done it through song. We've done it through dance. We've done it through art. <coughs> we've yeah. done so it. You, you weave magically through your woodwork. We do it through stories. We've stories. We've, we've done it since cavemen. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So let me. Yeah. Can I? I would like to. I really want to touch on on the um, kids you you work with. 
and I hope some of them are watching. Um, uh, come on. I got a company. We have uh, employees. We ship product all over the United States. We've done it 50 years now. 50 years we've been in business. I don't have to read. What do I have to read for? Viviana, my wife, reads. She reads everything to me. It, I don't got to read. I have to find out how do I become the best that I can be. Just the best that I can be um, in what I do. That's what I had to learn. And that's mm -hmm. what I did. Um, but let, you guys, can, can I say one more thing? Sure. I, I don't want to step yeah. on people. Um, <clears throat> there is a saying, and you've heard it. Um, what don't kill you makes you stronger. Everybody, everybody heard that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've heard <I've lived> it. <laughs> what does that really mean? Really? Because you got to remember, every story has got two stories in it. What's the story about? And then what's the story really about? There's a thread inside that. What's the thread inside it? Okay, let's dissect it. What don't kill you makes you stronger. Does it make you physically stronger? Yeah, maybe there's a little bit of that in there. Could be. Does it make you spiritually stronger? It probably could be some of that in there, too. Uh, does it make you smarter, stronger? There's probably a little bit of that, too. But I think the real strength comes, gentlemen, it gives you empathy. That's mm. the strength. Because you've walked a mile in them boots. Mm. Have the empathy. And I'll tell you what, mm. people that Ev's working, Ev's, is that right? No, You're right, brother. Yeah. Okay. Um, is working with. Um, I've gone, I have lived long enough. You guys haven't. I have lived long enough to see that happen in my own community. Mm. We, when I was growing up, there was a Caterpillar tractor dealer for uh, big D8 Caterpillar tractors on every block. Some of mm. them were new tractors. Some of them were used tractors. Um, there were uh, tractor repair places. You could buy you could buy cleats for the tractor for the for the mm -hmm. and there were choker um, um, uh, makers to make the steel chokers go around the logs. There were, um, I mean, the the newspaper was full of it. The television that's all the ads on the television. Um, mm -hmm. The 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 uh, uh, tire companies were all about uh, truck tires for logging trucks. All of that's gone. Now those same places, physical spaces that I drive by are get your fingernail done places <laughs> or uh, uh, dog walkie places. Um, the, the saw shop up the street that was there for 45 years uh, is uh, a, a place that you can board your dog out for a day. Um, they doggy daycare or something. I, mm -hmm. um, and I'm not saying that none of that's bad. Please understand that. I'm saying that in my life, that's a 180 degree change. 180 degrees. And that's what these young people that you're dealing with are running into. There's a 180 degree change. You want them to rise and shine, ask them, how can I make ochre paint? <laughs> I saw that episode. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> oh, because I want to know. I want them to make a video for me. <laughs> so that you take them out in the bush. You take them out. I think you guys call it the bush. We call it the woods. But yeah. you take them out and, and show them 
what does okra look like yeah. in the ground? What what is that? There sure as heck ain't a sign there that says okra for twenty five cents a pound right here. Like a <laughs> um, yeah. and you see what I'm trying to get at? That yep. they've got innate um, knowledge that is their compensator. And there is room for that, I hope. Truly, God felt, I hope in this world that there is not only room, but there is a need and that the world will pay money to support you and, 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 and work better at getting at getting what you're doing done. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Beautiful. No need to apologize. Jeff, yeah. you've been such an active listener this evening. I would like to uh, invite you to uh, let us know what do you, what are you making of what uh, Eric has shared with us this evening so far? What's resonating with you and uh, what's coming forward for you in this moment? Okay, so in our production meeting on Tuesday night, I remember Jay saying, I have some questions for you, Eric. And emphatically, I said, let's keep them for the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and um, so we started talking about truth. What's our truth inside of us? And you said something about truth and then truth with a capital T. And I have been dying to ask you, to clarify that, talk about that, uh, because it intrigued me so much. But I didn't. I wanted to ask the show the question on the show, um, and explain that because you were so emphatic about it, and and I don't quite understand it. So that is what I've been waiting two days to ask you. <laughs> what is truth? And what is truth with a capital T? <laughs> truth is um, the way that that it, it is to me is um, what am I comfortable in? What parameters am I comfortable in? Um, but that's a small letter T, truth. That ain't truth. That's my truth. That's only my truth. Um, science is looking for truth with a capital T. And I got to tell you, world listening to this, there is none. Zero. Zero. None. And the scientists know this. I've got, I've got a great, great friend who is a Nobel Prize winner, um, 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 Kip Thorne. And he and I talked at length about this. There is no truth with a capital T because we don't have all the uh, 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 script of the play yet. We're finding more pieces of the script as we go along. We're being handed pages as we show up for um, um, our, our audition. Um, it's, it's, the, it's the grand quest mm-hmm. um, boy that's a big word that's a that's a 50 cent word right there um, it's a grand quest of science to say that we're on that path but have you guys heard of so the that, I, I have a question for you real quick Eric before we move on from the big T little T so the big T the truth to everything is to yet be defined and figured out, right? But we're living our lives within our truth. And that's, wouldn't we say that our truth is a flexible thing? Yes. Hasn't your truth of yourself expanded over the years? Hasn't, haven't you become a bigger version of you, a more talented version of you? So, man, I just hearing you speak, I, I think about how small I was living in my truth box 10 mm-hmm. years ago. 
the truth that was my truth 10 years ago and how wrong I was. It's not the truth I'm living today. It's not the talents I'm uh, shining into today. And so truth, uh, if science hasn't nailed it down to a specific, and we certainly aren't <laughs> locked in, um, maybe truth is just a big fallacy, a big, it's all fake. <laughs> you know what, what I, what I, when you were, we were talking about that and, now, um, along with what Josh said, is what I'm getting is truth with a small t is our truth. And as Josh says, that's ever changing and ever growing because my truth six months ago to my truth now is, is very different. What I think I'm understanding you is that there's that inner truth that we all have about ourselves. And as we continue to grow and learn more about ourselves, that truth shifts and changes into a more deeper truth of, of our being and who we are. Mm. The truth with the capital T is a universal truth. A universal mm. truth of not, I'm not quite sure of what. But uh, but truth, my turn. Yeah, truth of the capital <laughs> T. Um, and let's get back to your um, uh, young people as um, truth with a capital T can't be changed, mm. it cannot. That's the truth. Mm. Uh, we ain't got there, and that's fine. But truth with a little t can be changed, and every one of us on this screen is doing that daily. And that's why I brought up the ochre, because um, that's going to change their truth mm -hmm. to themselves. I, I'll tell you a story. Um, I have never charged enough uh, for what I do. I just, because I always thought um, I can't have any value because if, if what I do had value, then people who knew how to read and write would do it. I mean, that's, that's pretty damn simple. Um, until 20 years ago, 25 years ago, we started opening for tours. And all of a sudden, I got mirrored back an image that I'd never seen before. These people were oohing and on over what I did. Um, and I never saw that image before, hmm. so I'm still, I haven't broken the top of my box yet, but I'm, I'm pushing on the lid, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I probably never will break through the box, but it's okay. Um, at least I know that it's a fallacy. It's a story. And it's story. not a true story. Bingo. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, last week, wow. So last week, oh, man, when Josh said the, the our story, um, <coughs> not trusting ourselves, um, what you're talking about is the story that we've always, always told ourselves and that isn't the truth of who we are being. And, and last week on the show, that was a, as Jay said earlier tonight in the intro, that was a big breakthrough for me because the story that I was always telling myself is not the truth. That's why I brought this up. Um, so basically it's about telling the world telling the kids that whatever story that you're telling yourself was told to you and is not really the truth of who you are being and then take them on that journey of discovering that truth that they they have the great compensator that it is there somewhere and they can find it they can do whatever they want to do, whatever they dream of. 
Mm. That they're powerful enough within themselves to do that. And there is that great compensator there um, to make something of your life, move into greatness. As you said in the beginning of the show, I'm just Eric. I'm just Eric. But you and you are and and I'm just Jeff, but there's a, a deeper and greater truth about that within us that we can do whatever we put our minds to and our hearts to in this in mm -hmm. this world. And that's our truth. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. I, lo I love that. Go ahead, Josh. Real quick before we move on, what what struck me, Eric, um, was that you know we're we're talking about artistry we're talking about art guiding us through this process of life right um it was your love of woodworking that brought those tours in and that exposed you to the truth of yourself and so art was the vehicle for you finding your truth and who eric is and that's that's beautiful. Yeah, that's and, beautiful. And we have to stay. Uh, my wife Viviana. We've been married. He's watching this. Uh, <laughs> Forty-six years, Viv. Uh, I think years. <laughs> Better get that number. Get it wrong, man. Get it wrong. She and I are a team. And um, I, I, I have two things to say. Um, no, number one is that it, it, um, I lost the first one. Can I say the second one? Yeah. About, it, it's about truth. And it's about truth because we're talking about who are men, right? What, what's a man? Um, and is a man um, uh, somehow manly and... and um, has big uh, biceps and it's that way to the beach or you know, uh, what the heck is it? What is it? You know, um, it's inside. That's what I have found out. It's inside. And, um, and it, and that inside is reflected in everything that we do say and think mm. it just mm. is because so it's like two old lovers Viviana and I walking down this endless road and we see something over here on the side and we're walking hand in hand and we go over and look at it and then we step back and we explain to each other what we just saw and I will guarantee I will guarantee it ain't the same thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But someplace in between those two is the truth with a capital T, maybe. <laughs> someplace in between. But we, each one of us have to be comfortable enough in ourselves to mm -hmm. listen. Listen to the other one. Try and take out all of the pieces of the, of the mind um, that are nuggets that we can understand because we're coming at it from a different, we're coming at it from the male side. Um, take out the pieces that we can understand and her feminine side has to do the same thing and listen to my ramblings and take out the pieces that she can understand. And then um, well, just like after we get done here, then we have a talk together about it and say, you know, what, what do you think? Um, and um, she told me the other day that she believes the only truth with a capital T in the entire universe is love. Yeah. Bingo. That's what I... <laughs> Bingo. And that was a nugget I could pick. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Can you, can, you repeat that? can you say that one more time? That was a nugget I could pick out. Mm. That was a part of the overfill. 
I wasn't part of the tailings that were hauling out of the mine. That was a nugget that I saw. And mm. I think she might, she absolutely might be right. Yeah. I would like to, I can, I can I say one, I don't know where we are on time, but. It's all right. Don't, you don't need to worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> we're cool. We got, you don't need to worry about it. We got you. Know, you. We don't have sponsors. So, <laughs> so you know that, um, that, that we're, I keep saying there's no truth with a capital T. So then I asked Kip, well, what about two and two? Two and two is four. Well, mm. in Einstein, uh, uh, not Einstein, in uh, Newtonian physics, in big physics, yes, that's, that's absolutely right. The problem is the minute you get into the quantum world, that don't work anymore. Right. It ain't more anymore. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. That they're really people, really honest to God. There is no truth of the capital T. Period. None. Except, we, and we keep except. looking for it. We keep the God formula. We keep looking for it. Um, and and that's part of our search. Uh, I was told when I was 16 by a world-famous artist named Morris Graves, there's only three questions, and it's the same three questions of humankind that have been asked since the cavemen. Who put us here? Why are we here? And where are we going? Mm. Those are the three questions. And that's what trying to break truth with a capital T, it's trying to answer those three questions. I love, I love that. Mm. I love that, Eric. I want to I take us uh, on this journey. I want to go a little deeper in this moment with you right here, right now. And really, this, this is a question for you to answer from your own experience as well as the, the wisdom that you picked up along this this journey called life, and that is is that if if you have if you were born into Eric Hollenbach's body, and you, you witnessed uh, frontline age nineteen uh, signed up for frontline battles in Vietnam, then you also that was coming off of getting diagnosed with some type of learning disability. Um, how, how would you encourage those that are living, holding on to their pain, their inner pain around things that they experienced, witnessed, tasted, smelled, um, touched, as well as things that they were told about themselves? How do we, how do we shred all of those experiences to tap into a compensator. If you're if you're a student today, you were that student. How did how did you break through? Now before you go there, I do want to say is that I know one of your techniques um, that I heard loud and clear in a, at least a couple of episodes was that you created somewhat of a of a of a compound for yourself, almost like a space of isolation. But that was, that was uh, I don't know if that really was what got you there, but I am curious from your perspective, if, if, we're, if, you, if, if it's me and I'm struggling with PTSD and I'm struggling with um, some type of uh, diagnosis that has impacted my ability to feel um, smart enough or intelligent enough or just being enough, period, um, how did you break through that? How did you go from there to becoming a man that has so much wisdom that you brilliantly infuse into every episode of your show, The Craftsman? How did you get from there to here? What, what did that look like for you? Would some power the gift to give us to see ourselves as others see us? <laughs> I don't know. But I would like to tell you one thing. 
that I have done with our students for 21 years now. And I, man, it, you, you are, you, look, the finest gift that we can give another human being is to praise him. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, it's easy and it's free. <laughs> oh, God, dang, and you you can't believe how hard I have, have to struggle with the teachers that we've got down here. Mm. So a kid makes a turning on the lake, let's say, and brings it up to me and shows me. Never once in 19 years have I said, that's not Santa good enough. Um, you could have cut that more here. You could have done it. If you can't think of any other praise, tell them, oh, my God, you thought that up. That design out of your own mind, that is a creation of your own thoughts. Look at how good you did. They got eyeballs. They know that they needed to sand it more. They know that they, they um, could have cut. They, and tomorrow they get better. But by God, he try and drown. You try and drown a person with praise. You try and do that. You can <laughs> board them for hours, <laughs> praise, and they will come bubbling up to the top, going I again, I get more. <laughs> let me let me ask you this though, Eric. Let, let's say that um, you you and your wife are forty six years or so. Uh, you're you're in. You're in a conversation. You're experiencing in a day something in life. Do those same set of rules apply yeah. around around praise, no matter what? Absolutely. Viv mm. has done that, you know, forever, forever. She believed in me back when, um, you know, last week when I was still an idiot. Um, she is. Uh, uh, we we praise each other Beautiful. all the time. So what about when she gets impatient with you? Does she still praise you or does she? <laughs> there are those times. Um, but if, if you've been waterboarded enough with praise, those little times, they just go by the wayside and just let them go. <laughs> I know enough waterboarding's coming. <laughs> Beautiful. So for those of you that uh, may have read or embraced the book, The Five Love Languages, really what we're talking about praise is words of affirmation. It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Instead of finding fault or pointing out the flaws in the diamond, what if we were just to see the diamond in a true essence of how brilliant mm -hmm. it is and how, how clear and how much clarity is in the diamond? Mm -hmm. we, all, we all have flaws, Eric. And something that has really stood out for me, and I want to share this with you, because that's what we do on Real Men, Real Talk. We hear something, and we go in, because we trust each other, and we know that we're not here to harm or hurt each other. We just are here to um, inspire one another. And so, you know, I've heard you say a few times, you referred to your younger self as dumb Eric. And I want to invite you to change your relationship with that younger part of yourself that maybe that's how you felt years ago. But look, I'm a viewer. I am a fan. And most importantly, I fell in love with you, your, your spirit and your wisdom that you infuse in every show. Let me tell you something. If you haven't figured it out by age 75, my friend, there is nothing dumb left in you. You are an absolutely beautiful, <laughs> brilliant man. And for whatever time you have left in this lifetime, I just want to encourage and invite you to change your relationship with that part of yourself that you may have felt when you were younger. But that's not who you are today. That's a great story change. That's, that's a good change of the story. You're right. Yeah. Right, and we're at a different chapter now. Yeah, 
and I can be handed a new script. There you go, brother. You know, Eric's a brilliant man, right, Josh? Yep, yep. And that's the best part about this book, right? We're writing it. <laughs> so we can, if we don't like the way the chapter's going, toss it out and rewrite a new one. Hey, it ain't it ain't over until the book fully closes. So uh I I have a question. I have a question. Um because um one of my old challenges was praise. Mm-hmm. Was even you know, as a photographer working with makeup artists, stylists, whatever. I, I remember back many, many years ago where I worked with a stylist. I don't remember what it was. And she said to the makeup artist who was my friend, I didn't know how I was doing because Jeff never said anything. And I, I said, Maria, what is she talking about? Well, you didn't say you didn't like it. You didn't say you liked it. I, I You didn't know. And... I started to think about it and I went, wow, at that point in my life, which is now many years ago, because I never received praise Mm. or any, you know, good job, fantastic way to go, you know, whatever it was, I never received any of that. I was never told you're not good enough and all that good stuff. But I never even received, you know, great job, Jeff, in anything that I did. I didn't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. I did not know how to tell the stylist, wow. And she, I remember it. She did a great job. I didn't even know that it, it was not even in my sphere of consciousness. Mm. to do anything like that because I never received it. I didn't even know what that was. Mm. Mm. So my question to you is, is that something that along the way you have learned to do because of, you know, something in your life or whatever, you know, because for me, it's something that I had to, learn within myself to start praising myself and giving to myself because I didn't even know how to take a compliment. Mm. I've never, I had never gotten one. It's, it's, um, learning. Let's, Mm. uh, let's bring it into the present tense. I'm, I'm learning Mm -hmm. how to do it. Um, and, um, and you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, Josh, that, that, chapter needs to be set down in the next chapter of the book um <clears throat> brought up because i'm not stupid um i ain't the the brightest bulb in the pack brilliant you're not I, you're not the brightest but you're brilliant <laughs> I, I shine <laughs> i do shine and uh, um and, and and i do have to change that message because that taints the delivery there you go yeah Uh, that's what i just saw and and um it's our um yeah we can't taint the delivery and and ask the recipient to to uh uh, (laughs) um give us back a uh um a good report or a report because we've already tamed the delivery. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How does it, uh, Eric, I want to ask you, uh, first I want to thank you mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. giving, giving me permission to share a truth that I, that I felt within me tonight. I, I felt pain for little Eric. And I also felt pain for, for you as the adult, let's say adult parent of that little boy within uh, he he needs that praise, that same praise that you give out to your students. Mm-hmm. That little boy within you, he's been <coughs> waiting a lifetime to receive that praise <coughs> from you as 
is father of self. Yeah. And so if there's if there's nothing else that comes forward from tonight's show, we get to sometimes we show up as the teachers and sometimes <laughs> we get to show up as the student. Yeah. And, yeah. and and if there's not if there's not a greater gift that we can receive is when we're open to receive. And so thank you for for being open and allowing me to share my perspective. Uh, Ev, what do you make of of what we've just been talking about mm. right here, right now? Yeah, that's the magic, isn't it? Being open to receive. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, being able to honor this uh, truth of ourselves, it can be really hard. It can be really a challenge, particularly in those early years, if we didn't receive some of those compliments as a gift or we didn't receive some of that talk that really started to give us confidence within our lives and bring us self-esteem. <coughs> but through my journey uplifting a lot of people around me, what I found in my early days when I, you know, um, a lot of people would say I was a pretty solo dude and, um, you know, uh, I keep, to my, keep, keep to myself, so, so, to, so to speak, Eric. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, I, I'm... Can't hear very good. Pretty something views. Pretty what kind of views? Sorry, brother. You you said uh, pretty solid views, or I, yeah. I didn't catch that word solid. Okay, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The term we use here in the land down under. <laughs> but, but but those days, what I've really leaned back and learnt on is that it was no one else's job to praise me. It didn't have to do with my teacher. didn't have to do with my coach in my football team. It didn't have to do with my auntie or uncle, my brother, sister, whoever it may have been outside of myself. It all had to do with teaching the lesson of how to love me. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I was being taught the lesson to praise myself. And mm. we call that self-love. So mm. when we talk about crossing the T for that capital T of the truth of love. Yeah. Well, what is the dot to the I when we talk about crossing our T's and dotting the I's? Yeah. <laughs> the dot of the I is you coming home to yourself. So your dot starts to see your truth, to see your love. Mm. And I, 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 for one, I'm sorry, gentlemen, was able to, um, 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 pick up on what you guys were saying because of the television series and I watched them too. And there were, there were a couple of thoughts in there that if you'd have told me that came out of my mouth, I would have sworn on a stack of Bibles. I never said that <laughs> ever in my life. I never even thought that. I mean, they were brilliant. Um, the one that um, we need tradition to walk hand in hand with us into uh, progress so that we have something to lean on. That was a brilliant thought. I never thought that. I where did it, where that. did it come from? Where, did it, where do you think it came from, Eric? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> the point being is that that was damn smart, and I said it. That was a, um, yeah, because I watched it. it I, I saw it on TV. That I, I, I remember that specific line. It was beautiful. Well, yeah. what was your takeaway from it, Josh, if I may ask? Can you say it one more time, Eric? We need, we need tradition, our traditions, to walk hand in hand with us. <clears throat> into progress so that we don't lose our way. Yep. Hmm. And what that said to me was that we need to honor the past. We need to honor knowledge. Yes. We need to honor the people before us so that we don't make the same mistakes again in our future. Yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. With what time we have left, Eric, um, I I'd like to God, it went so fast. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> when you're present, when you're present, time moves really quick, as we've all learned. 
yeah. we're not living in the past. We're not projecting out the future, and we're right here, right now. Time moves really quickly. But I, I, I'm curious, Eric, of all of the – well, before we go there, I would like to ask you – I don't know if this has changed or not, but in listening to a video that I picked up on YouTube of yours – of the Blue Ox Company video that you did where you talked about the, the Golden Gate Bridge and how man said that was not possible to be done, and it was done, it was built. I am curious, as at that time, you said that your newest piece of equipment that you use in your business was from 1948. <laughs> has, has anything changed in the last 10 years? <laughs> Is that still the newest piece of equipment that you use? That's the newest. That's the newest heavy heavy machinery that we have. The oldest is 1866, mm. um, and and they're all the used daily, huh? Is the what? warranty still good on that, or mm. uh, you think that's expired? Mm. Well, I sure wouldn't. I sure wouldn't get away with that in my business. I, I, am, I am. I am curious. What is your what is your infatuation or love with equipment that is yeah. uh, ageless that, that, you know, in most woodworking shops today, in most carpentry shops today, in most craftsmen's shops today, you wouldn't have equipment dating back to the 1800s or your newest being <laughs> 1948. What is your um, intimate relationship with the older equipment and consciously making a choice not to invest in, Equipment dated 2022 or three. <laughs> uh, no, number one is that I have been offered, at, even once at a price I could afford, um, um, automatic lays, lays that um, uh, turn a, a, uh, a baluster or a spindle. And you just put the piece in, it turns it, you take it out, put the next piece in. And I know my, I, by that point in time, I knew myself good enough to know that I would lose my talent as a lathe turner because I will migrate to the easy. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I didn't want to do that. I've spent my whole life um, honing the skills that I have honed mm -hmm. and I didn't want to, uh, to lose them. That's one thing. Uh, but secondly, uh, these, these tools that we use, um, we had a, a woodworking society here in town for a number of years and they came down one time on a tour. And I think I ran I think I ran the molder, the four-side molding machine, 1912 for him, for just, just a couple boards. And at the end of the tour, the lady said, a lady came up to me and she said, you know, the difference between what you do and I do, she said, I set my machines up and I'm just a board hander. Mm -hmm. I do all the boards. That's all I do. Hand the boards, hand the boards, hand the boards. She said, you fiddled with the machine. It was a dance between you and the machine all the time. All the time as it's running, you're fiddling with it and keeping it in adjustment and fiddling with it. And she said it was this marvelous dance you guys were doing together. And it, to me, that's important. It, it also, what I'm hearing too is in my world as a photographer, what you are keeping in it by using that equipment is the your artistry within it. Beautiful. That's, that's yeah. in your heart space yeah. and the feel that you have of what you're doing in your do you are doing your craft and that artistry is in there. The automation in all of it, i.e., digital cameras, has taken a lot of that away. And what she was saying is that I'm a board handler. That's what I do, and I'm really not the artist that you are. That's mm. the key to all of it, because I've watched the stuff that you do and the way you do it and the artistry and the heart and the feel that you put into it. She is a board handler with all of this new equipment, which is yeah. when, in my world, um, 
quote unquote photographers learning photography with a digital camera in their hand on autofocus and this, that, and the other thing. And all they do is, is click the shutter as opposed to learning it from the inside out. Beautiful. I I love that. And I think I would just kind of want to bookend this whole thing with Eric, you just, so I, I love to call these drops. Like when uh, a message comes and land, you know, when you, when you get like a problem solving or you've been trying to figure something out and then the answer comes and you're like, Oh, that's it. I like to call those drops. And I just got a drop while you guys were wrapping up these final thoughts here was that, um, uh, it's not the automation of the new lays make, lathes uh, that you're talking about make it easy right Um, but but easy doesn't make you a craftsman and it's actually the difficult things in life (coughs) that make us good it's actually the hard things Mm -hmm. that make us better people better craftsmen mm-hmm. that make me a better Josh that make you a better Eric and you a better Jeff and Evis and Jay that it's actually the hard things in life we should embrace and we should love and we should be grateful for. And how often do we curse the hard things? But man, if life is just filled with the easy, then we don't get good at anything mm-hmm. and we don't get, we don't learn about ourselves. And um, that's the drop that I just got from all of you from tonight's show. Um, so thank you. That was the message that I'm going to walk away with and I'm going to be a better Josh tomorrow because of all of you tonight. Mm. And thank you. Thank you guys. Mm. Eric, I, as we uh, we're about two minutes over the hour and I want to respect your, your time and your evening. I wanted to uh, invite you just to close us out with a, a few thoughts that came from your experience of joining us for the first time on Real Men Real Talk Live. What has this been like for you tonight? And what's your number one takeaway for, for yourself as well as for viewers, students, uh, teachers, anyone that uh, picks us up live or on replay tonight? Mm. Are you thinking... Eric, did you hear oh, me? Oh, it was pointed at me. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. well, what, what's your, number one, what's your takeaways from tonight's show? And what message, <clears throat> if you could leave it with all of us live on Real Man Real Talk Live, what is that message? Um, yeah, I have to process. I, it's the way that I work. Um, so I, I have to process the information. Uh, but uh, my biggest takeaway is that we all listen to each mm. other. Mm. That's, mm. if we can do that as mm. human beings, we don't have to agree. We, we ain't never going to come to truth with a capital T anyway. Um, <laughs> so, um, but we, every one of us listened and we listened to the whole rabbit trail that the other one was going down and didn't get stuck on Right at the beginning. Oh, I know what I can say back. Oh, mm-hmm. I got it. I got it. Mm-hmm. No, we went down the rabbit trail with them and then answered where the rabbit trail went. Mm-hmm. And if we can do that, we are whole human beings. Well, there must be some truth there because... Uh, when it is truth, Eric, I get chills that radiate throughout my entire body temple. And uh, you brought me to chills right here, right now. So there's truth in that. Okay. All right. And, uh, and with that, I want to thank uh, Eric Hollenbeck for joining us from the Craftsman, taking time out of his busy week here, early 2023, for joining us for the first time. I'm going to take a wild guess and say there's a pretty good chance we'd love to have you back in the near future, down the road. When it when it when we're called to have you back in, or when when you'd like to join us again, uh, because you are uh, no doubt a brilliant real man, mm. doing some real talk, smacking it down tonight. 
with my with our beautiful co-host Evis Love Heath, the man of the land from down under, Josh Richer and Jeff Fasano. And I just want to take a moment here just to thank all of our viewers that uh, picked us up live or pick us up on replay. The good news is you showed up right on time, your time. We love you. Peace and blessings. We'll call it a wrap. We'll catch you next week on Real Men, Real Talk. Live! <laughs>